Every game is a mind game. Distracted, too heavy, too tight. Nah, that's all in your head. Train your mind. Train the game. Because your only limits are the ones you put on yourself. Migs Bustos, Cheska Litton Palau. This is Off the Record. Once again, this is Under the Armor presented by Off the Record with Biggs and Cheska. We just talked to Under Armor athletes Gia Morado and Sean Anthony. And of course, to everyone joining us on this very special episode tonight of Off the Record, please do not forget to type in your questions in the comment section and we will make sure to get to them once we speak to our guests. And of course, as uh, if you already heard the first part of our program tonight, we will be giving away Under Armour gift packs yes. for this special episode. We'll be selecting three <laughs> winners of an Under Armour gift pack worth 5,000 pesos each. All you have to do is to keep watching this live stream because later on, we'll be asking some questions before we end the program. All right, our next set of guests, they, uh, they're going to share their stories of how they imbibed the only way is through into their lives. So please welcome 2019 SEA Games gold medalist for Jiu-Jitsu and founder of Fight to Protect, a movement that aims to raise awareness on child sexual violence through sports, Meggie Ochoa. Hi, Meggie. Hi. Hi, Meggie. Hello. And that's a- Together with Maggie is another 2019 SEA Games gold medalist for Sambo and currently fights professionally in the UFC, Mark Mugen Striegel. What's up, Mark? Hey, what's up, guys? Hi. Thanks for having us. Hi. Thank you for thank joining you, us. You. All right. Thank you, Mark and Maggie, for joining us. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us here tonight. So once again, Under the Armour presented by Off the Record, Big Sanchezka. Talk to Jim Mirad and Sean Anthony. Right now, it's Maggie Ochoa and Mark Striegel. Now, guys, we last saw you representing the Philippines when it took home gold medals in the 2019 SEA Games. But of course, Sportscom came to a halt not long after that. Maggie, what has been life for you as an athlete since then? So, yeah, you put it right when, when you said that sports came into a halt right after the SEA Games. You know, the momentum was there and yeah. then, boom, suddenly the pandemic hit. So, definitely life changed drastically um, after that happened. But... Life did not stop. It still continued. And um, what we did, well, uh, personally, what I did was I just did what I could with what I had. Um, we actually set up a home gym here in our house. And um, we still continued our classes, but through online means. And then we still continued to train with the team, but again, online. Uh, and then recently, we also went through a training bubble, finally, with the team. So I already got to train actual jiu-jitsu with the team. And of course, Apart from that, the advocacy also still continued. So that's pretty much been how my life um, was throughout the pandemic. Thank you, Maggie. About for you, Mark? Oh, life's life's been good. Um, I have uh, two kids now, so um, that's exciting and definitely a big change of pace. Yeah, of course, it's been difficult um, training and um, 
you know, with gyms closed and this whole, the whole situation with COVID, but uh, making the most of it and uh, just trying to take everything one day at a time, one fight at a time and uh, move, move forward. All right. Thank you. And we, of course, um, we, we spoke to Sean and Gia uh, talking about team sports as well, but as individual athletes, what was your support system like compared to the athletes who play team sports? Maggie? Maybe during the pandemic, the support system, it kind of changed a bit because um, before the pandemic, of course, we would train every day, get to see your teammates every day, and they would basically be your support system. But because of the pandemic, we had to stay in our homes. So I think it was also an opportunity to spend time with family. So my family became more of a support system than um, my teammates were before the pandemic because I spent most of my time with them. And of course, uh, part of my support system is also my faith, which is very important to me. And I think that's what really kept me through all of this. All right, Mark? I mean, even though we are part of individual uh, sports and we do compete alone, definitely we do have, um, you know, we train with big teams and we have proper coaches. And, uh, you know, even though we step out there alone, there's a lot that goes on um, behind uh, behind the scenes and with, uh, you know, masterminds and coaches at work um, helping us prepare. So definitely it's been a change of pace with, uh, with, with the pandemic and, um, it's been a lot of Zoom workouts and and uh, trying to keep in contact with coaches and sending sending workouts and uh, recording workouts and uh, giving feedback in other ways. But um, it's it's worked. Now, Maggie, what kind of mental strength for you does it take to still continue to stay in shape to be ready in a world of uncertainty? Yeah. So definitely uncertainty has like a new definition here in the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, uncertainty meant differently before all of this. Um, and I think right now, it's even way more difficult to train in itself, um, doing sport, uh, especially if you're a full-time athlete. It's already difficult in itself, you know, preparing for competitions and all that. But adding the uncertainty of not even knowing if your competition will push through, that's even harder because... If, especially on days when you feel lazy to train, it feels like you're training for nothing sometimes. But those are the days when you exactly have to address what's in your mind. And for me personally, um, what I do to be able to deal with moments like that is always reminding me of my deeper reasons, you know? It's not just um, the competition that's coming up, you know? Because the reason why I continue to do my sport, it's beyond that. So I have to train, I have to put in the work, I have to keep going. And it's not just for the results of the competitions, but it's because of who I want to become and um, my deeper reasons and my deeper goals and my purpose as a human being. Mark, for you, what kind of mental strength does it take in a world of uncertainty? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty fortunate that um, I got signed by the UFC earlier in the pandemic. I think the UFC was actually the first sports promotion in the world that was that started rolling out shows um, in the middle of the pandemic. So definitely blessed and fortunate to be signed with them. So I, I do have you know motivation with upcoming upcoming competitions uh, coming up. But you know even if I wasn't signed with the UFC, for for me I just I like being fit. You know this is my sports and and uh, mixed martial arts and combat sambo are part of my lifestyle. I like I like the feeling. I like the camaraderie with teammates that it brings. Um, I've been doing this and competing 
in uh, martial arts and sports since I was seven years old. So it's it's a large part of my life. And and even if I wasn't signed with the UFC, I'd still I'd still be doing it and and uh, looking to make improvements and get better every single day. All right. Thank you. And, you know, before before you guys came onto the show, we asked you to send in uh, some photos. So we we just need you to talk to us about the story behind these photos. So let's pull up Maggie's photo first. Yep. So the story here, um, as you can see, my face is very serious. It's like looking forward <laughs> and like um, just looking forward no matter what happens, you know, um, going through it, even if sometimes it feels like, um, you know, there's no point or like you don't even want to go forward anymore because um, I think I'd like to share a little bit about uh, my experience in 2018 because I think that was like one of the most difficult uh, times in my jiu-jitsu career. Um, 2018 was the Asian Games and in terms of jiu-jitsu, that's like the biggest multi-sport competition that we're part of because we're not yet an Olympic sport. And at that competition, everybody was expecting me to get the gold medal <laughs> because the previous year, um, it was me and Annie Ramirez, another jiu-jitsu athlete that got gold medals in another Asian level competition. Like we were the only two ones that got the medal uh, for the Philippines. Um, so 2018, it was Asian Games, so the pressure was on. And my mistake was I let the external pressure get to me. And then it ended up reaching a point that I burnt myself out in preparation for the Asian Games. and. When I reached the actual competition, I did not perform um, at the top level that I was supposed to and that everybody expected me to. And that was my mistake because I let the external pressure get to me. And it changed the way I thought. It changed my mindset during competition. And I knew that it wasn't my best performance because the person that defeated me was uh, somebody that I defeated easily previously. So I, I knew. I knew that I wasn't at my best at that time. But after that, of course, I, I so many thoughts came um, preparing for Asian Games. And of course, even after that, like, um, is this still for me? So I didn't get the gold medal. <laughs> of course, I lost. What I did was I took a step back. I just had to take a step back. And then I had to uh, remember my reasons. Like I said earlier, remember my reasons why I, I'm doing what I'm doing. I went back to my faith, spent time with the Lord and His Word to remember um, why He put me here. And... When I focus more on the why and rather than the what, which is the actual result, and I realized how much of a privilege it was for me to be where I was. And I started to train out of gratitude and to fight out of gratitude. And um, with that kind of mindset of training and fighting out of gratitude rather than uh, external pressure, um, the competition after Asian Games was the JJIF World Championship. And that was when I got the gold medal there in, in the World Championship. So uh, I chose not to let that uh, result uh, in the Asian Games get to me and like define my entire career. And I just pushed through it, um, took a step back, and kept moving forward. And then on Maggie, uh, yeah. I like what you said on focusing on the why instead of the what. Yes. That reminds me of a famous video by Simon Sinecki, mm. uh, an inspirational speaker on why great leaders inspire action. Look that up, guys, on YouTube. The so why instead of the what. He was talking about um, tech brands. He was comparing mm -hmm. tech brands from this mm -hmm. to this. Why is this particular tech brand successful compared to his other competitors? Because he focused, it focused on the why. Mahirap sa madaling sabihin pero mahirap gawin mm -hmm. no? pero it takes a lot takes a lot of virtue uh, to be able to 
apply that. Um, thank you for sharing your story, Maggie. Now it's time to pull up Mark's uh, for his photo. And Mark, can you share to us about the uh, story of this photo, Mark? Yeah, um, I think like all athletes, um, you know, a lot goes on behind the scenes and we all have backstories and struggles. And uh, for me, this was earlier in my career. This was uh, in my fifth professional fight. And the backstory is that uh, before this fight, I had a fight. And right before this fight and the fight before this, I injured my LCL and um, it was torn quite badly. And I couldn't, I couldn't walk, actually. I was walking with a limp and I knew that I would need probably two or three months to recover. But right after that, uh, that fight where I injured my LCL, I got this offer um, to fight in Legend Fighting Championships in Macau. And that's where the photo's from. And it was a good offer. And at the time, it was the biggest promotion that um, I would have ever had fought for. So I jumped at the opportunity a little naively, I guess. But um, with a badly torn LCL in my knee where I couldn't walk. So the fight was scheduled for three weeks after the, the tear in my knee. But I jumped at the opportunity because it was a big show and it meant uh, more fights on the contract. It wasn't just a one fight deal. So I jumped at the opportunity. I had a pretty bad training camp, of course, like couldn't jog. I couldn't, couldn't spar. I remember from my training, the majority of my training, I swam with a floater in between my legs because I couldn't, I couldn't kick like this. So um, anyway, I, I took the fight and I won the fight in a pretty grueling manner um, by split decision. But it, it's just a reminder to myself that, you know, no risk, no rewards. When athletes go through all these challenges, there's that turning point. There's the point when you realize that the only way is through. So for you, what, uh, how did you realize that the only way really was through? In relation to uh, what I shared uh, earlier about the Asian Games and maybe also something that most people can relate with after going through a pandemic that actually wants us, sometimes makes us think, what's the point or sometimes just makes us want to stop you know because um, the pandemic it really like broke down a lot of the things that we held on to before this um going through those experiences like the asian games in 2018 and then this pandemic there are a lot of times when i actually think about just stopping or sometimes even brought to a point when i i want to quit you know even athletes that win championships sometimes think of the desire to quit Okay, but the difference is uh, we don't push through with it. We won't push through with the idea of quitting. We don't entertain that thought and let that thought um, uh, develop into action. And instead of that, um, I knew it wasn't time yet to quit. Um, anytime that I think about it, it's just clear that it's not time yet. And I guess if we continue to focus on the external circumstances and let that dictate our decision making, then... I probably wouldn't be here today telling you the storytelling, I mean, being featured on this show. And the titles that came after the Asian Games wouldn't have come about. And then those titles actually led to my personal advocacy fight to protect moving forward even more. And because of that, more children were impacted. And yeah, it's true. Like, it won't be a walk in the park, uh, even if you're passionate about something, because the challenges are in inevitable. But if you allow yourself to stop in those difficult times, then you deprive yourself of the most that you can possibly get out of this life. And I think um, after that point, uh, 2018, even after this pandemic, 
I saw how sometimes the difficult moments, it's necessary to go through them. You just have to push past those moments. And when you see um, afterwards what happens, you'll realize that there is a purpose to all that. And you just have to go through it every step of the way. And that's how I realized that, yes, the only way is through. Lots of struggles, lots of questions that cannot seem to be answered back then. But you're right, yes. the only way is through. And uh, you have to go through that uh, to be able to know what the end result will be at the other side of the wall. For you, Mark, yes. how did you realize through all your struggles and battles that the only way was through? Yeah, when I realized that the only way is through, I mean, I'm, I've been wrestling my whole life. That was my very first sport. And wrestling is a very is a very grueling sport that only rewards hard work. So ever since I was younger, you know, I've always um, uh, kind of realized, you know, that uh, with, with, uh, with great things and achievements, there has to be hard work. Hard work has to be done. So ever since uh, when I was young, I've always worked hard for my goals. And of course... Of course, you do get to a point, uh, like Maggie was saying, when you reach a certain level, I think that there's a love-hate relationship, you know, and I've definitely, um, mm -hmm. you know, thought about quitting MMA and Sambo and wrestling at different uh, times in my life, but, you know, you push through and, you know, there are, when you get to a certain level, you'll have a love-hate relationship with whatever you're doing, but, you know, you have to remind yourself why you got involved um, in it in the first place and, um, you know, stay, stay true to yourself and your goals. Maggie, while sarado pa mga dojos, kamusta, kamusta na ang online strength and conditioning training along with your fellow jiu-jitsu teammates? Well, it's it's been good. Um, we still continue our online jiu-jitsu strength and conditioning. And um, apart from that, I also do train on my own. Um, and it's been good. We, Of course, we have to stay consistent because there are competitions that are coming up and we have to be prepared no matter what happens. Now, as, as I was mentioning earlier, when we asked this question to Gia and Sean earlier, I wanted to ask this also to Maggie and Mark. So, so this is from Ray Basilio. Uh, what tips can you share on how to be physically and mentally tough? And what keeps you motivated, Maggie? Yeah, so maybe tips on being physically and mentally tough. I think it's it's a little bit different from person to person because with me, it's very personal. Like my answer might be very personal. But um, in terms of um, physical, uh, it also depends on with me. I'm I'm a an athlete, like a full time athlete. So maybe my physical routines might be different from some of the listeners. But if if it's anyone that's not really pursuing sport uh, full time, because I'm not sure of the context of the person that's asking, what you have to always keep in mind is it doesn't take a lot of time to work out, <laughs> because some people think, okay, I can't work out because I don't have time, or I can't work out because I'm too busy for it, but there's some things that you can do uh, that are just five minutes, you know, a few reps of something. And then uh, if you keep at it consistently, even if it's just a short uh, a short span of time or a short time of your day, then that will matter. And then that's how you can keep increasing, increasing, increasing. Because uh, I think uh, as a human being, we always like to grow, you know. So when we see that something is already too easy, we want to keep progressing and progressing. So that's the physical aspect. Um, I think working out is something that's very important. But of course, the nutrition is also very important. You can't you can't just say that okay, I I can eat anything I want because I I work out anyway. Because 
Uh, when you reach a certain age, when you reach a certain age, um, you'll really have to take nutrition into consideration. When I was in college, I ate anything I wanted. But when I hit 25, <laughs> I had to think about the nutrition. Um, so yeah, nutrition and exercise for physical, uh, physical fitness or strength. Uh, for mental uh, fitness or mental strength, um, me personally, uh, my faith is really what I uh, cling on to in the hardest moments. Um, that's one. Um, I am a Christian and that's very, it's very important to me to spend time with God's word and prayer and with him because that's that's what I cling on to. My identity is grounded on that and that's where I get my mental strength from. But apart from that, it's also very important to deal with things uh with the people that matter to you most. Uh, relationships matter a lot, especially in life's hardest moments. And I think that's those are the two, um, the two tips that I can give uh, for mental strength. Thank you, Thank Maggie. You, Maggie. Mark, are you there? Yes, I, I think, um, you know, being physically and mentally tough, it, it comes from training and from, from practice. And as humans, we're creatures of habit. So I think it's important to set goals every single day day or weekly goals, monthly goals, whatever they may be, physical or, or mental goals and things for things for you to do. Always have a plan of, uh, of action. Even when I when I walk into the gym and I'm um, even if it, I don't have a fight directly lined up, I, I know exactly what I'm there uh, to do, what what I'm trying to improve upon, um, whether it's a really brutal sprint workout and that's going to make me mentally stronger because I'm going to push through and I'm going to finish it or if I'm trying to make some physical uh, strength gains. So always having a plan and, and uh, know, to know where you're going, um, I think is very important. And, you know, the small victories, they add up into, into, bigger, into bigger victories and uh, bigger goals. Thank you so much again to our Under Armour athletes, uh, Maggie Ochoa and Mark Striegel. So lastly, guys, Maggie, please do, uh, if, uh, if you want to plug and talk about Fight to Protect and, of course, your message uh, to everybody watching here. Yep. So to everyone watching, uh, thank you so much for your support, for uh, listening to us. And we really appreciate um, you giving your time on a Saturday night. And for everyone that continues to support uh, the journey of Filipino athletes, thank you so much. Because without you guys, we wouldn't be where we are. And uh, for Fight to Protect, um, we have an upcoming campaign uh, that we're participating in, the Freedom Sunday campaign. Um, you can check us out at the Freedom, Freedom Sunday Network on Facebook. Uh, it's going to be launched on September 19, so tune into the Facebook page and you'll find out more. Uh, Fight to Protect is uh, my personal advocacy of uh, using sport to address the issue of child sexual violence. So I hope you guys can tune in and learn more. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you Mark. so much, Maggie. Shout out, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for supporting, um, supporting myself and my fight career and for supporting all Philippine athletes. Um, especially during the pandemic, um, please stay tuned for my next fight. I'll be I'll be fighting in December in the UFC, and I'll be looking to to get my first uh, UFC victory. So, um, would appreciate um, all your support for that. And uh, please stay healthy. Take care, everyone. Um, prioritize health and wellness, and uh, spending time with your family families during this uh, difficult uh, pandemic. There you have it. Mark Mugan, Srigil, and Maggie Ochoa, thank you so much for joining us here on Under the Armor, presented by Off the Record with Big Tim Tesca. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you, guys. We'll have our last segment, our last interview. Walang iba, kundi ang Olympic gold medalist, 
from the Philippines, Hydaelyn Diaz. Stay tuned for that. We will just take a very, very quick break. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.